and welcome along to the Property Academy Podcast. I'm your host, Ed McKnight. And I'm Andrew Nicholl. And today's show, oh, it's a controversial one, decreasing your tax rate as a property investor. Now, we talked a bit about this at our recent webinar talking about the interest deductibility changes. And it's something that I looked at, I was like, we've got to talk about this on the show. So giving real life kind of case studies or examples of when you might use different structures in order to be able to decrease your effective tax rate and pay less tax. Because of course, there are a whole heap of different things you could do in order to respond to the government's interest changes. So one thing that you could do is increase your rent. One thing you could do is invest in new builds, which we've talked about where that interest will still be deductible. What we hadn't talked about previously is decreasing the actual tax rate that you pay, which would mean that you're not paying out as much tax as you otherwise would be. We're going to talk about using three different structures that you can use as a property investor and give you examples of when a different structure or entity to hold your properties in might be more appropriate. But Andrew, just start by walking us through the three most common structures and one that we wouldn't usually use. Yep. So most commonly people will own their rental properties in their own name. Now that can be their own name or it can actually be a partnership as well. So if it's in your own name or own names, then it's just split 50-50, but you can have an unfairly distributed partnership. So you can do a partnership agreement and say, okay, we're going to split it 60-40, which gives you kind of a similar benefit to a look-through company, which I'll cover off next. Look-through companies, obviously this is a company, but the look-through status of it means that you're taxed at your own personal rate, depending on the percentage. So Previously, we would have often said, okay, before ring fencing was introduced, you would often put the majority of the shares in the higher income earner's name. And you do that because then you get a higher amount of tax relief. And you'd have that 1% in the other person's names. So look through companies. It's not like a company where you tax at the company rate, you tax at your own personal rate. Trusts are at 33%. So that's the third and final example that I'm going to use here. We did get a great question in the last webinar, and this was from Dave who said, company tax rate is 28%, so why don't I use this instead of a trust or my own name if I'm higher than that tax rate? The problem with this as a company, if you've got a, a closed company, you can only make capital distributions if you're winding up that company. So why is this important? Well, if you've got 10 properties in that company name, and you sell one of them and you want to take the profits, then you can't actually distribute those profits without winding up that company. Now, a lot of people don't realise this. And so I've heard of instances from Matt Harris where people have distributed the profits and then they've ended up with major tax penalties later on. And so the effect of that is that if you're purchasing your properties in a company in that way, then your capital gains, unless you wind the company up, aren't going to be tax-free in that instance. You could borrow them out of the shareholders' account, couldn't you? Uh, yeah, you can, but you've got to do a lot more paperwork, and it's, that's where people... And then more liability yeah, as well. So good reasons not to use a company in that instance. And this is becoming even more important because one of the key things that came out of the interest deductions or the new tax rules that we're expecting to be implemented is this concept of rollover relief. So this is where you are able to move your properties freely between entities without triggering the bright line test. So right now, before that legislation comes in, if you want to move a property that you own from the likes of a trust and move it into a look-through company or vice versa, you've got to be outside the bright line test in order to be able to do that tax-free. So if your bright line test is five years, so if you have to wait five years before you can sell that property and not pay tax on any of the capital gain, 
then you've got to wait those five years before you can move it between these different entities, your trust or your look-through company. It doesn't matter the fact that you're the beneficial owner of both of those. But under rollover relief, you actually would be able to do that. So what I want to do is give you an example of a real couple And we're going to go through those three options and we're going to see, well, what would the most effective structure be in order to minimise that tax? What would give them the lowest effective tax rate? So I'm going to take a regular couple and I'm going to say one is earning 200k. And so they're on the top tax rate. They're a big income earner. And one is a stay-at-home partner earning nothing. Perhaps this partner is looking after the children, something along those lines. So let's say that they've got a taxable profit of 10k per year that that property is earning. Now, if they own it in their own names and put it 50-50, so that profit is then split five grand each. So five grand of that is going to be taxed at the higher income earner's rate and five grand is going to be taxed at the lower income earner's rate. So the higher income earner, their tax rate is 39%, the lower income earner, 10.5% right? And so the higher income earner ends up paying about two grand worth of tax. The lower income earner pays about $500 worth of tax. So simply because more of the profit was in the higher income earner's name, they pay four times the amount of tax compared to the lower income earner. Now, what does it end up being? The effective tax rate there is about 24.75% in total. That's okay because that's actually lower than if you put it in a trust. So if you put that same property earning 10k in profit in a trust, the tax rate is 33%, and so they pay $3,300 worth of tax. So in this instance, it would be better to put it in your own name versus a trust. Now let's look at it as if we put it into a look-through company. And in this instance, because we know that we've got one partner who earns a lower income, it makes sense to divert more of the profit from the property into the lower income earner's tax rate because they're only going to pay 10.5% tax on any dollar of profit earned. They're only going to pay 10.5% until they get over 14 grand and then they're going to pay 17.5% and so on because we've got a progressive tax system in New Zealand. But if you put that same dollar of profit in the higher income earner's name, they're going to pay 39 cents in the dollar versus 10 and a half cents. So what we'd do in this instance is we'd put 99% of the shares of the look-through company and partner two's name, the lower income earner, and we'd put only 1% of the shares in the higher income earner's name. Now, in essence there, we're just averaging out the two income earners. So 99% at the 10.5 and 1% at the 39%. The effective tax rate, if we put it into a look-through company, would only be 10.79%. So what was the most effective structure? Let's go through this. Most effective was the look-through company because we had the same property and they paid just over a grand worth of tax. If they put it into 50-50 in their own names, they'd pay two and a half grand worth of tax. And if they put it in a trust, they'd pay 3.3K worth of tax. So we're saving about $1,400. And this is just in tax. It's the same property earning the same profit. But just because we moved the money around, just because we decided that it would be earned in a different structure, we're saving at least $1,400 worth of tax. And our effective tax rate has gone from about 25% down to about 11%. 
just because we're moving money around. This is why this stuff matters, because you can pay significantly less tax in this person's situation simply because they're owning it in a different way. And Andrew, I want to hand it over to you now to talk us through a different situation, show where a different entity would be more appropriate. So let's talk about an example where an investor is investing just by themselves, not with a partner, and they're in the highest tax bracket again, so 39%. It is really interesting, you know, for those people on that higher tax bracket that these extra profits are tax at such a significant rate now that it's really important to get the advice here. So let's compare this property in their own name versus a trust. So if it's their own name, and again, they have $10,000 profit, which isn't actually a lot when you think about, you know, an Auckland property, if it was an existing property, the amount of tax that you're going to pay on an existing property now with the interest deductibility not applying from day one if you buy that property today and onwards... And certainly if you've got several properties, this could be $50,000 easy. We just wanted to use really simple numbers. Yeah, thanks for that, Ed. I I need simple numbers because I'm not an economist like you. Come on, just get through it, mate. (laughs) So, profit of $10,000, tax rate of 39%, maths on that, which is simple for me, $3,900, so the effective tax rate is 39% in the own name. If we put that property into a look-through company, again, those profits are going to flow through at our normal tax rate, so exactly the same rate, effective tax rate, 39%. But if we put this property into a trust, the profit's still 10000 but the tax rate for a trust is 33%. So the total tax they're going to pay is $3,300 or an effective tax rate of 33%. So in this case, the trust is the most effective structure. Under the own name or a look-through company, you're going to pay $600 more in tax. But with the look-through company, important to remember, you've also got compliance and filing returns. So it tends to be a bit more expensive from an annual return point of view than the personal name. The trust has that got that as well. Well, let me ask you this, Andrew. If this was genuine cash flow, positive cash coming to the bank account, if it was distributed, if the trust was making a distribution out to the investor, wouldn't it be taxed at 39% anyway? Yeah, I guess absolutely. But if this was my trust and you were genuinely making a profit, probably what I'd do is I'd just keep that in there until tax rates change in the future potentially, or I stopped earning as much money because let's face it, I don't really need that 3,300 today. I'll just keep that in my rental property account. But also these might not actually be real profits. We're now entering an age where profits from the IRD will be much higher than what the actual cash profits are. So there might not be any money to distribute, in which case it's not really a problem. And I suppose here we're talking about minimising the amount of money that somebody is putting in. So let's say that the property is cash flow neutral in terms of real cash, but then you're having to pay tax anyway because this is an on-paper profit. So you are really having to put the money, you're actually going to have to pay the tax rate. Well, if the tax is $600 less because you've put it in a trust versus your own name, then Great, that's $600 of real savings to you in that year. Yeah, 10 bucks a week that you can put towards another investment. And what I want to do just before we wrap up is talk about who can and can't use some of these types of structures because not everybody's situation is going to be exactly the same. And I hope that's what we're trying to get across today. So if you're a lower income person who's investing by yourself, if your income is less than $70,000, then your marginal tax rate, 
is 17.5%. So there's no point using any of these other types of structures like a trust, for instance, because in that instance, you're investing by yourself. If you use a look-through company, your tax rate's going to be the same anyway. That just comes with more compliance costs. Using a trust, well, your personal income tax rate is actually lower than the trust tax rate. So there's no savings there. So you wouldn't actually bother going out and using this if you were kind of below that 70K. And let's say if both partners are on the same marginal tax rate. So let's say that both you and the person you're investing with both earn 70K a year. Now, because you're on the same tax rate, there's no opportunity to you know, shift the profits so that it is within the lower income earners tax rate because you're actually on the same. And if you're paying 33% per year, well, that's the same as if you moved it into a trust. So a little bit less opportunity to go and use some of these structures. Might be some legal benefits. Might still be a good idea to use some of these entities, but it wouldn't be for tax efficiency purposes. But where this is going to be most useful is where there's a big income difference between the two partners. And we see this reasonably frequently. You know, she might be on big money because she's a partner and the other partner may be on a lower income because they've chosen to follow other pursuits or a different career path. The other one is if one partner is on 39%, that kind of marginal tax rate, and you could shift it potentially into a trust which has that lower tax rate. So those are kind of the situations where there is more opportunity to use this kind of tax planning or tax efficiency kind of structures. But what I think is also important, Andrew, and I'd like you to talk about this, is that tax isn't everything. Absolutely. So take my scenario, for example. Lauren is currently studying, so therefore has the lowest possible tax rate there can be. And obviously I earn an income. And so if I then said, okay, well, what I'm going to do to be tricky here, I'm going to put all my properties into a look-through company and I'm going to put the shares in her name so we pay the lowest possible tax. Now that could all be well and good until Lauren runs off with the pool guy and takes all my properties. So that's something to be aware of. You can also think about the fact that something like a trust might give you an added layer of protection than, say, a look-through company where I stack the shares in a partner's name if you've got an existing portfolio and you don't want that to be subject to relationship property or something like that. So protection is another key element when considering these things. And that's why these podcast topics are designed to give you some food for thought, but you need to get legal and accounting advice before you go and do anything. And that's where you talk to a mass at Momentum Property or something like that. I think that is very important to remember that there is a fuller picture here around relationship property and around protection, especially let's say that you're a business owner. I know there are a lot of business owners who listen to this show. A trust may be a more appropriate structure because it gives Absolutely. you more legal protection in case there's any litigation against you. Hey, look, let's wrap it up there, but please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. It really does help us get the message out to more people. And hey, make sure you tune in tomorrow because we're going to be talking about the future of apartments. We've got a really interesting scenario from an investor listener of the show that we're going to talk through and of course don't forget that this is the week the deal is going live with the first episode releasing on Wednesday the 21st of July where do you watch that go to thedeal.co where you're going to be able to watch this on demand from Wednesday evening to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Edward Knight. I'm Andrew Nichol. And we're going to be back again tomorrow with even more daily strategies, tactics and insights to help you get the most out of the New Zealand property market. Until next time.